Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. Which you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. To study this new coronavirus early in the outbreak, what she found as she studied it shocked her, and she did not stay quiet about it. And for that reason, in late April, she was forced to flee China in fear for her life. Soon she will publish evidence showing this virus did not originate in a so-called wet market. It came instead from a laboratory in Wuhan. The Chinese government does not want you to know that. Neither does the American left. Just today, this afternoon, Twitter suspended Li Mengyan's account, presumably at the request of the Chinese government. Twitter won't confirm that to us. They refused comment when we asked them about it about an hour ago. But Li Mengyan is a problem for the left in this country. That's why they're trying to shut her down. She is living testament to the fact that everything progressives claim that America is genocidal, totalitarian, systemically racist, environmentally destructive. China actually is. Their ally is everything they claim we are. Back in February, Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton was one of the few American politicians who refused to believe what the Chinese government said. He didn't take it at face value. And then he did something that no expert here had thought to do. He looked to what specialists call a map. And you notice something interesting on that map. He knows that the Wuhan wet market, where we were told the coronavirus originated, was very close to a well-known Chinese laboratory that worked on exotic virus research. Watch. Here's what we do know. It, this virus did not originate in the Wuhan animal market. Just a few miles away from that food market, Welcome, this is uh, live from New York City, the heart of New York, and also our nation's capital, uh, War Room Pandemic. Uh, this is, uh, it's Wednesday, uh, with the 16th of September, the year of our Lord, 2020. Wanted to open with, uh, and I wanna get the, up, let's get uh, Dr. Uh, let's get Dr. Lee Min Yang. We're on the John Fredericks Radio Network on Real America Voice. That's the new name of the new rebranding of America's Voice.news. It's called Real America voice now. I want to thank all the guys in Denver. Dish Channel 219 stays there. And also on Newsmax TV, now in 70 million homes. On GTV, G News, all of it. Dr. Jan, we've had on the show, I think starting in May, had her, uh, her really her major network uh, premiere. She'd been a little bit on Fox Link during the day. It was John Tucker last night. Just an absolutely incredible, incredible, incredible uh, performance. Uh, that she gave about this new about the paper she did that proves that the uh, what we've said all along the virus came from uh, the virus came from the Wuhan P4 laboratory. I want to hear her voice now. Can we bring a couple other clips we want to play? Uh, let's hear from Doctor uh, Doctor Young. This genome presumably is in the possession of many researchers around the world. Why is nobody saying yeah. this if it's true? 
Yeah, why there is nobody won't see it? It's because of the big suppression come from the Chinese Communist Party government and also their friend in scientific world. So basically, this is very clearly that this virus is like Frankenstein. So he created those things like basically a cow has deer's head, has rabbit's ear, and also have monkey's hand. So they can never get it from the nature. And there were evidence left in the genome. But the scientific world also kept silence, worked together with Chinese Communist Party. They don't want people to know this truth. Also, that's why I get suspended, I get suppression, I, I am the target that Chinese Communist Party won't be disappeared. I am the target, and they want me, they want to disappear me. That was, she was, that was what she was told. And we've seen from Scientific American yesterday, coming out for the first time in 175 years, and saying that they're going to they're going to endorse Joe Biden against Donald Trump. You've seen today Lancet magazine, Jack Maxey's punching bag, uh, announced that they're setting up because the counter doctor Yan they're setting up a whole commission, and it's headed by one of the biggest frauds in the world that we'll go through, Dr. Jeffrey Sachs, who's a complete con artist from Harvard University has left a trail of death and destruction behind him, a complete total phony, uh, not even a scientist, who they put in charge of this commission. So we're going to get into all this. I am the target of suppression. <clears throat> what happened? Dr. Yan started a Twitter account uh, yesterday, I think on Monday. It, uh, it came up, I think she had 59,000 followers. Of course, Jack Dorsey and his posse took it down, and then Facebook, the, uh, the Tucker Carlson interview was on fire last night. Uh, Dr. Maria Ryan, who interviewed her with Rudy Giuliani on Sunday on WABC, reposted on Facebook her interview. Other people reposted things of ours on Facebook, all taken down. A, t a team of quote-unquote experts uh, viewed that this was fake news, false information. So Raheem and Jack, I want to start with, first off, this is a dry run. And people have to understand this. This is a dry run for the evening of November 3rd of this, you know, in less than, what, 47 days, 46 days in the wake-up? When Donald J. Trump at 11 o'clock at night on the 3rd of November, when he's winning in a landslide on people who really voted, people who voted on something called Election Day, when he's winning and they've got 60, 70, 80 million of these kind of phony ballots around, however many they need to steal it, you're not going to hear the voices of people saying Donald Trump's the winner because Twitter and Facebook last night showed their cards. One of the reasons I'm so glad we did this in a dry run, they turned their cards face up. Gentlemen, your thoughts and observations on Dr. Yan and also Twitter and Facebook and big tech, which should be shut down immediately and turned into public utilities. No FTC uh, investigation, no FTC, uh, you know, uh, a process that will take years and years and years. These two should be turned into public utilities immediately. Raheem and Jack. Well, Steve, what I think is very illustrative here for our listeners, we always try to show you real-world examples of the things that we talk about. This is absolute censorship. Even if we were to say that she is just a scientific opinion, she has the right to have her voice heard, and to see the entire world from Lancet. Now we've got Jeffrey Sachs going to control the narrative from a progressive point of view on COVID-19. We've seen Scientific America step out of the box and show that they're political, not scientific. 
This is, to me, a huge tell of something that's wrong with the world. This notion that science now is basically about politics rather than the science itself. And watching Dr. Yan be censored should give everybody a, an awful wake-up call as to the dangerous direction that this world is going. Because if we cannot have objective and open discussions about science, then we are in serious trouble. We won't be able to solve this virus, and frankly, we Jack, won't be able to solve Jack, anything else. Jack, for some reason, I don't think you got the memo. Here's the point. You know, Tom Friedman let this slip. He said the quiet part out loud a couple of years ago, and he said, hey, I would just like to have the system Beijing had for one day, and we can do all this great stuff. Remember, the forces arranged against the Trump movement and President Trump want a more authoritarian process. They think because of the, they need to destroy the patriarchy and they need to have saved the world from climate change. They're on a high moral crusade. And they think all this kind of messiness and sloppiness of open debate and democracy is just something they're going to broom aside. That's why this election is so important. Donald Trump's going to win the vote on, on, on the 3rd of November. They're going to take it after that. That's what this fight's all about. They want an authoritarian model. They actually agree with Xi and what she's saying now about the virus. They think that the Chinese model is a model that works. They want a more authoritarian. They want state capitalism with more totalitarian and authoritarian control. The city of London, Wall Street, the international corporations, the Chamber of Commerce, they like the authoritarian model. And this is why you're seeing they're using big tech that's in your face. And I think the president's got to start taking dramatic action today on big tech because Dr. Yan is bloody Kansas to the Civil War. What's going to happen on November 3rd? Mm. Exactly of silencing all the Trump support. You've seen what Twitter did. They're just going to take it down and said, hey, you know, we've reviewed this. It's fake news. It's our determination. It's fake news. She's got a, she's got a publication out there that legitimate scientists are talking about right now and debating it, right? That's what it should be. It should be a heated, hot debate on, on the premise of her thing, but th they don't want that. Raheem, your thoughts and observations. Yeah, uh, I think Twitter would have yeah. banned Galileo. Uh, but I want to play this clip uh, that we have from Jeffrey Sachs that underscores your point, Steve. I went through one of his very recent interviews with Russia Today uh, out of the UK this morning, and his arrogance is incredible throughout the interview. He gets so angry when asked even the mildest questions. However, that's not the point. The point is exactly what you were saying about China. I want to roll this clip. Actually, the country that has had the uh, most significant rebound in the economy is China. Uh, China took... Uh, extremely strong measures after the initial outbreak in Wuhan, but it took them decisively for about 45 days. The virus came almost to zero. There are a few cases, but after all, China, a few cases, new cases per day, I would say, but after all, China has 1.4 billion people. So very low numbers of cases per million population. And China's been able to reopen the economy. Amazing. Amazing. What a, what, a, what a useful idiot. On propaganda TV of RT, which RT is pure uh, Russian propaganda, Russia, the new partner of the CCP, you have a fool. This guy is a useful idiot. This, kind of, this is the kind of paid collaborators that we got to deal with, okay? He's going to now lance it, the renowned scientific publication in the United Kingdom, 
that has turned into virulently anti-Trump. He's had these editorials against Bolsonaro and Trump that Jack Maxey has done such a great job of tracking. Lancet now, in reaction to Dr. Yan, has established a new commission. They're going to have a commission to get rid of the fake news and the fake and the fake uh, all the fake uh, news that Dr. Yan is putting out. And who do they put in charge of it? They put a real scientist. No, they put a total collaborationist, a total propagandist, and Jeffrey Sachs. Sachs right there. Uh, loving their model and believing the CCP's numbers. Oh, yeah, CCP said it went down to zero. This guy is pure evil. He's trash, and we're going to go through his entire record. He destroyed the Soviet, he destroyed the Russian economy when we first got involved in it. We dealt with him at the biosphere. We, he basically got into the Earth Institute, completely blew that up. Latin America. He just a, Latin America. He's just a purely, uh, Raheem, you've dealt with this guy forever. And to have Lancet, have a complete scam artist like this as head of their commission shows that they're a complete and total joke. Why don't they have independent scientists that head this commission, not a guy that's some hack, you know, political geographer slash economist that's basically destroyed all these economies and nothing but a running dog for the CCP. I had this interview with the C about uh, on CGTV, I think, a couple months ago. We'll get more into it. But this is what we're giving you tomorrow's news today. The uh, forces of the, the media information network on information warfare is already up. You see what they're going to do to President Trump. This is their dry run. It's one of the reasons you want to smoke them out, right? And let's see what they're doing. So Raheem and Jack, what can people do to push back on Facebook and Twitter? How do you handle, you know, Jack Dorsey? The reason the Zero Hedge guys got out in front of this, they said, hey, we said this. And they took us down for seven months. Dr. Yan's up. How long is she going to last on Twitter? And then they said two days. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and just, you know, as, a, as a, an aside to that, but related, um, Facebook recently just pulled down the American Principles Project ads as well, that they're running this $4 million ad campaign as well. So this is part of a, a wider move to silence conservatives ahead of this election. We saw Mark Zuckerberg get up there a couple of days ago. And what did he say? He said, we're going to suppress Anybody that claims that they have an answer to who has won the election on election night, the normal way that you declare a president. Well, I mean, we will have, uh, we will make a call. I will make a call. The National Pulse will make a call. America's Voice, Real America's Voice, as it's now called, will make a call. Are all those accounts, are they going to delete all of those accounts? I, I think so. I think that's exactly what they plan to do, Steve. 100%. This is, you see under Dr. Yan, I mean, they won't even let, they're all about facts, they're all about science, they're yeah. all about evidence, they don't want to yeah. debate the evidence. Okay, Raheem, back to you, take us out, we'll come back to another big segment next. Yeah, we'll go to a quick break now, remember, ladies and gentlemen, hashtag War Room Pandemic to have your say, and in the live chat, we're watching Jack Maxey, Raheem Kassam, Steve Bannon. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Why yeah. would the Chinese government intentionally create a virus like this? Okay, if you want to know the exact motive, the exact idea, I think people have to come to ask them, ask Communist Party, why did they do it? because they are the ones who do it. We cannot always understand their evil thinking. You have to come to ask them. But what we see already prove that they have done that 
it harmed everyone in the world, lead to the historic pandemic, involve everyone. Remember, the reason we uh, started this show back in, uh, in January, and we're very proud of being, uh, of being ahead of the news, right, is because we have deep relationships in China. We know what's going on. One thing I don't think was totally clear last night on, on, on Tucker, and by the way, it was an amazing segment. His open was a classic, and we're going to put it up and play it throughout the day. And then his interview with Dr. Yan was spectacular. Uh, one of the things that you got to remember is Dr. Yan was in the room where it happened. Okay, she's she's a witness. She's a fact witness on what actually went down. She's also a renowned scientist to put together this paper. And the scientific community should just go at it. We're gonna have Jack Maxey in a second uh, uh, jump in here. Uh, but you know, this is why I'm so proud about this show. We started doing this in what in, in the third week of January. But I'd already been uh, broadcasting with Miles Guo during Chinese Lunar New Year when we realized something was huge was up that uh, Lunar New Year wasn't taking place. Dr. Yan turns out on one of the associates of, uh, of Miles Guo, Lou Da, uh, the guy, and by the way, I'll be doing an interview on his show uh, probably later this week or next week. Uh, Lou Da is one of the biggest voices in China. He's also a defector, right? Uh, he had her on the uh, 19th of January. And why was she on the show on the 19th of January? Because she saw the lies that were being told. If you look at what she has to say, she says that, hey, on, on basically late December, early January, I was directed by the lab, the World Health Organization Reference Lab at Hong Kong University's School of Public Health, where she was a postdoc and kind of ran the research lab, particularly on vaccines and viruses. She was ordered, because she's a mainlander, she's not from Hong Kong, and she's not from Sri Lanka. Most of the individuals there were either Hong Kongers or from Sri Lanka. They asked her, with her great extension of contacts throughout mainland China at these other labs, to make contact with Beijing CDC. She did that in early January. She said, she was told a couple of days later, they knew about it. They knew they had a problem. They were starting to deal with it. We know that President Xi on the 5th of, of January of 2020, the reason he said uh, he actually had to cop later that he actually was in direct communications with Wuhan at the time because he started to get criticized that he wasn't on top of this thing. He admitted, and we now know from, from, from testimony and from, uh, and from articles, that he actually told senior cadres that he had been direct contact on the 5th. Well, guess what? As Jack Maxey and, uh, and Raheem and the, the War Room pandemic team has, has done so many times, on the 12th of January and the 14th of January, Dr. Tedros and the World Health Organization put out one a press release and number two a tweet that said that they had been in communication with the senior members of the Chinese Communist Party's medical and research operation, and there was no human-to-human -human transmission and no community spread. Now, why did they say it, and why did they say it the 12th or the 14th? Because at the same time, Li He, in a senior delegation for the Chinese Communist Party, was sitting there signing in the East Room the trade deal that they so desperately needed, as Jack Maxey has shown, they can't feed themselves anymore. They needed the phase one deal like they needed oxygen, okay? They were desperate to do it, and they were desperate to hide the fact that there's a massive pandemic that was exploding in central, in Ubei province and in Wuhan. It was only when they were on the plane that they sent out the directive on the 16th to basically shut down Lunar New Year, okay? Dr. Yan, seeing all the lies that were being told and understanding how explosive this was, went on anonymously on what is called the 119 broadcast, and that throughout China shocked people. Remember. Many of the whistleblower movement, the new federal state, all these expatriates immediately, and people in the mainland immediately goes, 
Now we understand what's going on. That was on the 19th. I think it was on the 21st. We started the show about the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. It was that weekend, I think the 21st, that Wuhan went into quarantine and Ubay went into lockdown. And we were the ones banging the drums that this was a world historical event, given what we were monitoring in China at the time. Mainstream media laughed at us. I got mocked and ridiculed by everybody in Washington, D.C. Oh, this is Steve Bannon with his hair on fire again, right? Well, no, we were right and they were wrong. And let me say who specifically was wrong. I talked to John Casamitidis, who owns WABC, and told him, hey, this thing's going to be huge. He goes, oh, yeah, I know a guy from the Clinton administration. I'll have on my show on Sunday and talk about it. That guy went on the show and totally dismissed it. That guy was Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci, the dangerous clown, I think, that kind of wanders around and says all kind of, no, not evidence-based, not science-based. Dr. Fauci on the 23rd got wrong with Steve Bannon and the War Room pandemic team got right, that this was a massive, massive, massive event, and it had to be monitored closely. He just, he just dismissed it out of hand. America has nothing to worry about. Okay, so now here we are nine months into it, and Dr. Yan's now going public with these papers. Jack Maxey's done an incredible job over the last month when we had Dr. Yan on, I think starting in May, after she got out of Hong Kong. And yes, my organization, an organization I was associated with, helps whistleblowers, helps defectors, and the Chinese Communist Party that monitors the show should understand, there's a lot more defectors coming. There's a lot more whistleblowers coming. People are scared of what you've done. They're afraid of what you've done. They're just not afraid that they will, you will disappear them. They understand what you've done is horrific. You have to be held accountable. And we got to make sure they can't open Pandora's box again. If you listen to the Woodward tapes, you see the arrogance of President Xi when he's talking to Donald J. Trump. The, the emphasis here in the mainstream media is about Xi. It shouldn't be about Trump. President Trump, and I think later he says his actions, uh, his actions should override what his words were, which I a thousand percent agree. He's trying to keep calm. His actions are very powerful. But listen to the Woodward tapes of what he says she says. She lies consistently throughout that. President Xi is a dangerous individual. Uh, our elites in our country right now want to copy the model that the Chinese Communist Party uh, has. We are in the most dangerous time in the history of this republic. And I count the Civil War in into this, that we're in the most dangerous time because what the left and what the, the guys on Wall Street, the financiers, the hedge fund guys, the global corporations, these people want to have a version of state capitalism, uh, Silicon Valley. The model that they want to replicate here in the United States is exactly the model that they have in China. These are very dangerous times. Now, I realize my monologue here went on a little bit, Jack, but I want to get to we definitely, by the way, I'm so proud last night on Fox Primetime, you had Raheem Kassam, you had Darren Beatty, you had Dr. Yan, you had all the voices you've heard here on War Room Pandemic, and we're going to continue to push breaking news. We're going to talk about Darren Beatty and Raheem's hits in the next segment. But Jack, start us off with, uh, just take us through the highlight reel of what the science is. You did such a great job yesterday. The power of Dr. Yan is her science. She's a wit fact witness on the process, but it's also, she's the one that can explain exactly how this came from gain-of-function experiments and hum it's human-enhanced. Well, I think I'd like to explain when she says this virus is, has a head of a monkey and a hand of a tiger and this and that. What she's trying to say is that the virus has elements of several other viruses all combined into one. And the likelihood for this to have occurred in nature is almost zero. It would almost have to be discounted 
particularly because the genetic uh, mutations in the various aspects of the virus are different, and you would think that they would decay, change in accordance with one another, particularly on the spike protein itself. And I think one of the bombshell things of her is that there are these two cleavage sites on that spike protein that seem to imply that the spike protein itself has been modified over time. And what she's mostly afraid of when you talk to her, when they work on a virus in this situation, in any lab in the world, they've likely got a dozen or more very similar viruses all going through the same stages of discovery. Now, one got out, released, put out on purpose, who knows? But there are also probably hundreds of other investigations just like this one going on in China. Now, if the mainstream media is listening out there, I want to say something that just came out in the last 24 hours in China. They are reporting it in the Global Times. There was a brucellosis outbreak in Gansu, a city in Gansu. Now, several thousands of people have been infected. They've tested over 21,000 people. Now, how did they get this brucellosis? Apparently, the story is that at a brucellosis vaccine factory, they were using some outdated uh, uh, disinfectants, which meant that the fermentation tanks, when they released the gases, also released some particles of uh, the bacteria. Now, I want everybody to remember this. Look this up. Brucellosis was one of the early items that we used to investigate biological warfare. It, It dies very quickly in sunlight. It is spread incredibly easily by an aerosol the likelihood that this came out of some bad off-gassing from a vaccine factory because they were working uh, with bad antiseptics is almost zero. The title, Global Times, more than 3,000 people test positive for brucellosis in Lanzhou. Brucellosis is easily treated with antibiotics, but it can have some horrible effects. It can make uh, people sterile, for example. All I'm saying is this is a In the last 24 hours, in my mind, proof of the absolute irresponsibility of Chinese science. I think that we should have our NSA and whoever else looking into this because this is not a naturally occurring accident. And they are painting it as if it is. And to me, it is just one more tell of the evil nature of the Chinese Communist Party and the way they have subverted science to try and enslave the world. All right, this is uh, Hashtag War and Pandemic Wednesday, September 16th, 2020, episode 389. We'll be back in just a moment with more from Jack Maxey, Stephen K. Bannon, Raheem Kassam. Make sure you're following us on all social media. With Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I want to thank all of our distribution partners, and I really want to thank uh, Miles Go and the team at G News, uh, GTV, uh, all of it. That's uh, one of the reasons that we're a huge show in Australia, throughout the world. Really want to thank people for doing this. Uh, we try to put you ahead of the news every day, sometimes months ahead of the news. Uh, Jack, I want to go back to that breaking news you just saw in the Global Times. Also, I want to report 
If somebody can read it for me, I don't have a friend. I think Senator Marsha Blackburn, who's been a fire breather on the Chinese Communist Party, just retweeted out, just retweeted out uh, Dr. Yan's interview with Tucker and saying that the CCP has to be held accountable. Jack, go back. I want to make, make sure people understand how important this revelation from the Global Times. And if the Global Times is revealing it, folks, understand something. That means it's a lot bigger than what they're reporting, and it means they can't keep control of it. So can we go to uh, Jackie? Walk us through once again how big a deal this is, potentially about this bioweapons program. Well, I'll read from the article. It says, from July 24th, 2019 to August 20th, Zongmu Lanzhou Biological Pharmaceutical Factory near Lanzhou Veterinary Research Institute used an expired disinfectant in the process of brucella vaccine production for animal use, which led to the incomplete sterilization of the waste gas from the production fermentation tank. Now, what bothers me is they define the infection of the people as being exposed to an aerosol. An aerosol would not necessarily be created by waste steam coming out of the fermentation tanks. An aerosolization of brucellosis is actually how you weaponize it. That would be the terminology used in this example. What this reminds me of now, granted, this is a much less dangerous pathogen, but uh, you know the fact that they're claiming this came from a vaccine project is to me nonsense. And it somewhat reminds me, I have to say, about an accident that occurred in 1979 in the Soviet Union called the Sverdlovsk anthrax uh, leak or accident. And this was covered up for a decade by the Soviets, and it killed several hundred people. And a similar thing, the spores were released from a state laboratory, just like this veterinary laboratory is a state-owned laboratory. And they got caught up in the wind and went downstream and killed a bunch of people in a factory across the street from this lab. Well, they're describing essentially the same sort of situation occurring here in the city of Gansu. And uh, to me, it's quite frightening. And the fact that our uh, vaunted mainstream medium, or I should say the Quislings for this Communist Party of China, are not covering this. This, to me, is a big-time story. You can look up brucellosis, look up bioweapons. You can see that it was one of the early candidates because it is so infectious. Let me have the, uh, let's have the cut now, uh, the team for, uh, for Raheem, and I want to get a quick cut of, uh, of Beatty last night. Can I play what cut? What cut do we have? Raheem, can you answer that while we get your, while we get your uh, cut uh, served up? I want to talk about what you said on uh, Laura Ingram last night. Yeah, absolutely. I think we have clip three or clip four. Either of those, uh, I think, get to the heart of this thing. Um, let's play, let's roll it. And when you look at what the president has done today, when you look at what the State Department is doing, when you look at what the DOJ is doing, this president, and I say this as a Brit, is positively Churchillian in what he's doing in seeing down the new fascism that exists today. Remember, they called Churchill a boor and an oaf and a warmonger and said that he was going to drag the entire Western civilization into the lows of the lows and we would never mm -hmm. recover. Instead, what he was was somebody who actually recovered Western civilization. And that's what this president is doing, whether it's the Middle East peace process that we've seen from today, whether it's seeing down China, standing up for human rights with the Uyghur population in the Xinjiang province and all of the human rights abuses that are, doing there, that are going on there now, 
what's Bloomberg and Biden and Kamala Harris and AOC, what are they doing about all of this stuff? It's absolutely nothing. Incredibly handsome. Uh, very powerful. Very powerful. By the way, Raheem, I wish you wouldn't save your best stuff for uh, prime time on Fox. I'm just kidding. Uh, it uh, was very powerful. And this is what you're seeing, and this is why Dr. Yan and I think uh, Raheem's went so well last night, kind of hand in glove. You know, the Chinese Communist Party and President Trump is standing up to him. You know, he said the part of this Israel-UAE realignment in the Middle East is to make sure that there's a bulwark against the Chinese Communist Party's partner, which is Iran and Turkey and Russia, that all want to get into the Middle East in a big way. So President Trump is doing this very smart. He's standing up. I agree. Positively Churchillian. You know, everybody's attacking him nonstop. They come up with this ridiculous stuff about his American first uh, national security policy and foreign policy, which is working. And you see what the, the Chinese Communist Party, and you listen to Dr. Yan, why are people not pressing the case? Look, the president said it. We'll pull the credit and get the clip for later. He actually said it that, you know, the intel had told him about this bioweapons program. I think he said this a couple of months ago. Mike Pompeo basically said it in so many words. The Australian papers have been reporting the Five Eyes, which is the intelligence service of the UK, Canada, the United States, New Zealand, and Australia have been all over this about coming from Wuhan lab. It's an open secret that the Chinese have a biological weapons program. And now Dr. Yan has given proof we're saying, hey, this didn't come from the Wuhan market. This didn't come from some bad cave. All of that's nonsense. In the Western media, every time somebody comes, oh, it's conspiracy theory. Well, get to the science. Let's get to the basis of it. Dr. Yan's going to go out and you know talk to scientific uh, Publications. Uh, hopefully, we, what we wanted to do is actually go to CNN and get with uh, and get with uh, Sanjay Gupta. So, Raheem, walk us through last. I love that Churchillian moment. I thought it was your the best part. You did. It was a great interview overall with Laura. But that Churchillian moment was uh, was spectacular. Look, it just occurs to me. It occurred to me in the moment that that you know we, we we've heard now for so long, and I was watching the images of the peace accords being signed at the White House yesterday and it, and it was a genuinely moving moment it just it occurred to me just how many man hours have been put into these peace processes for so very long how much time have we spent how many lives have been shed uh, to get to this point and and nobody had done it before and in the space of three and a half years uh, President Trump and his team put something tangible together the first thing tangible in 26 years since the last time Israel and Jordan um, had a peace accord signed between the two and that was Bill Clinton back then who who got that done and, and here's the thing you you look at that and everyone's poo-pooing it it's not going to last who cares There's, saudi arabia is not involved so it doesn't really matter you have to compare and contrast it to the previous administration remember they went you know, on bended knee uh to the mullahs in iran they went to them and they wanted iran to become the regional hegemon and then you look at the same time the same people who who botched u.s foreign policy for decades are now back they're back and they're saying, put us back in charge. We can do a better job than this guy. Joe Biden gets up there in Tampa yesterday and he says, he says, 6,000 U.S. troops died in Afghanistan and Iran. In Iran, he couldn't even get the country right. It was Iraq. And who was it under? It was under him. And I, for me, you know, that's why I felt so passionate about saying that about the Chichilian uh, uh, element of this time right now and of this president is because of, of the juxt stark juxtaposition between the Chamberlain-esque approach of Joe Biden and the Churchillian approach of President Trump.
By the way, so Jack, jump in here too. I a thousand percent agree. I think the campaign, if they were to do one thing a little bit better, is to start to force out what the actual policies of these guys are. Force them to get them on the table. They want to return. Remember, this is the elites about managed declines. The reason Donald Trump's president. They want to go back to that neoliberal neocon model that just brought death and destruction, trading what nine trillion dollars of treasure, you know, ten thousand combat casualties, what forty or fifty thousand wounded. Just a total, complete disaster. And nobody ever forces uh, Biden to kind of get focused on exactly what it is. I think we got some clips, too, of, of him yesterday. I don't know if we'll get to it this hour or, or now. But, guys, I, I got to tell you, it, it is really stunning, stunning, stunning how bad, how really off topic he is, how slow he is. Uh, it's just it, it, this guy's not at the top of his game. It's obvious he's a cipher. This is the Obama restoration. If you love the foreign policy of Obama, which has failed in the Middle East, failed to do a pivot to Asia, basically yeah. kowtowed to the CCP, yeah. you know, th then that's what you want. But Raheem, Jack, I think I think you're definitely onto something here. Well, I also think that we cannot discount how incredible these peace deals are that are coming up in the Middle East. I mean, I never thought that I would probably ever see this in my lifetime. And I think what you're seeing, Steve, is kind of economic nationalism take hold in the Middle East. I think that everybody who's looking at this objectively realizes that the deplorables of the Middle East realize that they've now got a stake in the economic future of their countries and they want to see that go forward. It's also a big tell on the absolute isolation of the Democrats' former Middle East ally, Iran. You're seeing all the countries surrounding it shut them down. And something that's not, that we won't see in the news, but I saw last night, which I thought was very interesting, uh, the United Arab Emirates is helping to reconstruct uh, Catholic churches and Christian churches right now in Iraq. They just started this movement a, a week or two ago, and the first one is going to be a Catholic cathedral in Mosul. So I think you're starting to see little things occur inside the Middle East that are going to make peace more and more possible. And let's be clear, Barack Obama and Joe Biden did not build that peace. I want to, Steve, we've got a couple of minutes here. I want to get jump into some of these clips we have that just illustrates what we're talking about here. I wonder if we can uh, do that, if we can start with uh, uh, clip eight um, from Joe Biden yesterday. Let's roll it. U.S. troops died in Iran and Afghanistan. Yeah, you know, U.S. troops died in Iran and Afghanistan. Um, and let's play clip seven to see how he redeemed himself later on in the day. We have clip seven lined up. Okay, not just quite yet. Oh, there we go. All right. I just have one thing to say. Hang on here. <laughs> All right. There you go. Dance a little bit, Joe. Come on. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I had the talent of any one of these people, I'd be... I'd be elected president by acclamation. <laughs> I think we Thank have something so to much. say about that. <laughs> shouldn't laugh. You shouldn't. We shouldn't laugh. Yeah, I mean, folks, no, that's our the, that's our gun on. Uh, that's our gun and uh, death, uh, death, uh, Steve, dirge. That's one, March that's, Steve, that's one, one day, right? That's one day. He get he, he flubs the foreign policy. He goes and he plays Despacito on his phone to pander. 
it's no wonder they're calling lids at 8 a.m. It's safer. You know what the best part about Listen, that? Listen, here's the problem. You know, yeah, being, go ahead. being the Puerto Rican representative in the room, the best part about that song is it's filmed in this uh, little town just below the walls of the fort in Old San Juan called La Perla. And La Perla is basically a no-go section, open-air uh, market for all the items that you might want, want to find illegally on planet Earth. And that's where the whole thing is filmed. So in a way, I kind of feel like this guy's uh, offensive. But hold, hang on. The best thing about that song, Jack, sorry, is the lyrics translated into English are, I want to breathe in your neck slowly. Let me murmur things in your ear, which is Joe Biden all day long. Oh, well, you got to be careful, because if you start putting up those videos of Joe smelling girls' hair, <laughs> exactly. your Twitter will shut you down. Exactly. Steve, we've got about 30 seconds left here. No, you guys take it out. I want to hear from Hashtag War and Pandemic, the live stream. We're, we're on fire today with uh, talking about Dr. Yan and also the debacle that is the Biden campaign. Back to you guys. It's an absolute debacle. It's a sham. It's a shambles. I want to also get in later on in this show about what the polling is telling us and why it's telling us that. I've got my prop here today. It was on page three of the Financial Times yesterday after I mentioned it. Ballot Battles, one of their playbooks for the transition project. We'll be right back. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back, Warren Pandemic, live from Midtown Manhattan and also from our uh, headquarters in the nation's capital, hard on Capitol Hill. I uh, want to thank uh, all, everybody who helps put this show together every day, all the producers, all our distribution partners, and gets it out everywhere now. Over 14 million downloads, plus ubiquitous, you know, tens of millions of people get a chance to watch this show every day throughout the world. We're very honored to be able to provide this service and this fight is going to go on and on and on and on guys what i'm really uh, amazed about is the energy of president trump i think the campaign the white house are now working together he's everywhere whether it's in rallies in nevada you know town he's doing uh, uh, uh round tables with hispanic business people in arizona he's talking about the fires in california what he went to do a town hall last night i know we'll talk about in the second hour it might have been a little bit of an ambush but raheem I'd like you to compare and contrast that to Sleepy Joe. Yeah, it's actually incredible. I mean, I say this with all, with all honesty. I can't imagine being able to keep up with the president's schedule at the moment. So you've got you've got Nevada, California, Arizona. You've got the peace accords. You have the ABC interviews. Everything else that's going on in between. I mean, there is there is a flurry of activity. I think that is hitting the Biden campaign in the solar plexus right now. Not only can they not keep up, they never expected that they would have to keep up with that kind of pace, Stephen. So they don't have the infrastructure uh, to support that level of campaigning. And, and here's how you know it. Joe Biden is stepping off planes at the moment to, to empty tarmac 
and waving off into the distance as if there's somebody there. And when the camera pans around, it shows there's nobody there waiting for him on the tarmac. Why? Not because there aren't people out there who would be willing to see Joe Biden. I'm sure there are some people out there who would be willing to go and see Joe Biden. But the campaign isn't able to communicate with their audience, with their base in real time to get people out there because they're, they're having to pivot so often. The Trump campaign actually has them on the back foot now. People might not realize it, but I, I think this audience certainly would realize it. But the broader political movement in Washington, D.C., all these con- campaign consultants, all the media types, all of that running around town. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many bets I've made in the last 24 hours. People say I'm insane because I'm saying this president's going to win re-election. They say I'm insane. I'm saying I'm happy to take your thousands of dollars in the bets you guys are willing to make. And I did it in 2016 as well. Steve, I said last week, two weeks ago, maybe 10 days, that the momentum was with the Trump campaign. The momentum carried through. There was a moment where there was a little blip over the last maybe five, six days. There was a blip. But then now they're doubling down on that. And it's it's in, it's incredible to watch. Um, it reminds me of, of the energy levels of Nigel Farage. Yeah, no, you've run campaigns before. You know that the, this is this is one that's starting to hit on all cylinders. What they've done in the last 48 hours, look, you can you can obviously question some things like the ambush at ABC, but President Trump doesn't care. He'll go in there, take all the questions, and he, he I thought he had some 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 great answers. But I think you guys have come up with an alternative. Is do we have the alternative of what Joe Biden should have done yesterday? Yeah, we have a clip. We think that this is what Joe Biden should have played on his phone yesterday. Let's roll it. I just have one thing to say. Hang on here. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I had the talent of any one of these people. <laughs> Credit to Noah no, Benjamin for putting that together. He'd be president by acclamation. That's the punchline. That's incredible. Whoever thought that, you guys are great. That's just, that's even better than the Wuhan pool party having uh, having it. So I'm glad to see the war room pandemic uh, crowd is there. Look, we're up Jonah uh, Bianco from the uh, American Bondholders next. Uh, in the next hour. Also, I'm going to get back. Jack Max is going to drill down our Dr. Yan on the science of this, uh, which is going to be explosive because if you believe Dr. Yan, right, and we said this on the very first show back episode one when we had Bill Gertz on and then Tom Cotton was on a couple of days after that. If you believe that this was man enhanced, if you believe this came from these very dangerous gain of function experiments, then the Chinese Communist Party has a real problem. They've got a problem of accountability. It's either an act of commission or it's an act of omission. Guys, we're going to take a uh, we're going to take a short break. Finish with our out music uh, song. You guys get ready. The next hour, we got Jana uh, Bianco from the American Bondholders talking about how the Chinese Communist Party is trying to stiff the deplorables in a method and a way out of there. We've also going to come back have hard science. Raheem is going to drill down more on Darren Beatty's a color revolution. A lot more to come in the second hour of War Room Pandemic. Let's roll it. To change it, tore it down, and they weren't prepared. Everything that they kept us from saying. Now we're talking, and they better be scared. Take and take and take from us. Tell us what and who to love. Swear I finally have enough.
for me to give a f Try to tell them and they try to keep it on the hush Middle finger up, turn into a fist They wanna keep the poor poor so they never rich If you wanna see the future, look into the past Been a century of silence, we gon' take it back I'm just stating facts, tell you how it is Ain't no way to change if we don't resist Take it, take it, take from us Tell us what and who to love Swear I'll find me Time down.